Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Very, very warm welcome to church. We're so glad you could be here with us today to celebrate, and it is a day to celebrate. Why don't you stay standing? Uh, we've got something a little bit different today for us, a little bit special. We've got a panel of uh, four incredible people who have been a part of the life of Equippers here in Christchurch from 15 years to, to fairly recent to celebrate the fact that we are here because of dreams. Yeah, and when we say that, really what we want people to grip up today is the fact that we are here because someone had a dream and stepped out on it, and because others have continued to walk out in those dreams. And, and today is not just a day of, wow, how much cool stuff has happened. It is an invitation to say, what might God do next? Right, today to celebrate where we are, we want to stand in testimony. And something that testimony does is it has the power of the prophetic to it. That as we reflect on what God has done, we are drawn into what God, what could you do? And so I would love if you would stay standing, if you would join me in welcoming. We've got the amazing Nick Buick is going to head up our panel today. So why don't you join me in welcoming Nick? Uh, and then he's going to welcome our panelists as they come up. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, come on, let's make him welcome. So good. I'll get some cheers. I wonder just for a moment if we could thank God for 15 years of faithfulness. I wonder just for a minute, like, even just naked, for lack of a better word. Come on, would you just put your hands together? Would you let something come out of your mouth this morning just to thank Him? Come on, we can give Him more than that. Why don't you give three people a high 15 before you sit down? You can figure out how you do that. Somebody's going to get a foot involved. Two hands to the face. Welcome to church. Hey, if you're on the panel, if you want to make your way, that'd be great to have you up here. Thanks, team. I appreciate that. Um, I was talking to a friend this morning, and uh, she said, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the last 15 years, and I'm really interested to find out what has happened on that. And she so happened to be on the panel. Uh, so I thought it'd be really great just for a moment, uh, really just to share with you some of the highlights of the last few years uh, where we've seen God move, and then we just want to introduce everyone. Can I sit on an end? Is that all right? Then you can have friends. Um, it's easier to talk to all of you. I appreciate that. Thank you. We've, all, we've rehearsed this for 15 years. We've been getting ready for this moment, for one opportunity. Hey, um, if, for those of you who didn't know, 18 people this time 15 years ago, moved to Christchurch with a dream, really just to be part of something to help uh, just launch this house at Quippers Church, the first one here in the South Island. We were just trusting God that he would fulfill his word and be faithful to his word, but he says that he would build his house. We also had five kids, uh, if you count one in the oven at the time, so there was two small families, but everybody else was just young adults in the last year of study or just starting their career. And I remember uh, meeting in the boys' flat for a few months over summer as we planned our assault on a city and really began to believe that actually what God wanted to do in this place was not just reach a community or a city or a region that we were in, but to equip people for life to be able to take that same presence and that same ability to just trust in God wherever they would go all over the world. And over the last few years, we've seen God do some pretty phenomenal things. I think about the number of people who in that same uh, beginning who, who moved here. My wife and I, we were the first Christchurchites people. I don't know what that, first locals. 
Let's stick with that word. Uh, with our friend Rosie, as they joined us, we've been waiting for a few months for them to come up here. Uh, and as we launched church, uh, we began to meet in buildings all around the city in Westside, which is now uh, Activate just up the road. And then we moved into the community center in Rickerton. And then we moved into almost every building that was still standing in the CBD for a while. Uh, and then eventually we found our way here. And we're so grateful for a space to be able to meet consistently where you don't have to follow us every week with a text hoping that it does come through in time. A couple of times we even booked church in newspapers on a Tuesday without a venue, just believing in faith that would say yes by Sunday. And it was amazing, actually, the other bookings that were there somehow mysteriously canceled. It was awesome moment of faith. But we don't want to live like that every Sunday. It's a great thing to have a place to call home. And uh, I think about the number of people who, even from the start of launching uh, this house here in the South Island, are still planted in their local church. And I'm going to miss a whole lot of names, but just uh, for those of you who know them, uh, there's good friends of ours, Joe and Michelle, who are over on the coast, planted in their local church. Um, there's friends of ours, Richard and Sarah in Wellington, who are planted and serving in their local house. For those of you who know uh, Matt and Justine Cornford and Rosie up in Masterton, they're pastoring Equippers Church up in the North Island. And uh, Matt and I, we nearly blew our, I did blow my car up, actually. We nearly blew our cars up, both of us uh, just dragging stages and sound systems and just believing that God would come faster if we had a better sound system. Um, so how many know a great worship experience still matters? And we're so grateful for the team who serve, and I'm so grateful that I don't have to lug my car every week, although I did get a paper cut this morning, so somebody better get a selfie by that 15-year-old thing to make it worth it, because I shed blood for that. It was sacrificial. I think about the number of people who uh, have just sown their lives into ministry. Like I say, we've got Pastors Matt and Justine who are serving in Masterton. Uh, for those of you who more, frequent, uh, more recently will know Pastors Tico and Shelley, who really God placed them here. I still remember the first Sunday that Tico walked in with Simeon. Shelly was at home looking after Reuben. One of them was sick. I think maybe both of them. Uh, and the boys walked in. And, and really what God's done in their life is just launch a 25-year dream to reach a nation in Fiji. And they've launched Equippers Church over there. And we're just uh, so humbled to be part of a moment in time to just serve with them uh, in this house. My wife and I, we passed it for the last four years up in Nelson. Uh, in Auckland, and it's just been a real privilege to be sent and not went. We said right at the start, I want to be a sent. And sometimes that's easier to say, like every time it's tested, right? Whenever anything gets pressure and challenging, where you come back to your convictions again to go, no, no, God, you, I believe you've placed us here, you've planted us here, uh, and there's something for us here, and so we're going to be a sent. And so we were. We got sent, and we went, and now we're back. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Great to see you. I think about the number of people who have even uh, served in our Axe Church in Tonga. Um, shout out to all of you who have been in the room at some point in time. I know Andy and Andrea for a while were serving. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, we've seen Taz and Becky serve there. We've seen Rosie serve and Liz has served there wherever she is. Uh, there's a few people who have served over here. Uh, uh, it's just been amazing serving in Equipus Church in another country. Uh, and in another region, and we're believing to shift and transform a nation just through education. And we don't underestimate the power of what we've sown for so many years there and what is already bearing fruit uh, right across our movement and across a nation. It's a humbling thing. And I think about also the very fact that every Sunday in the bullpen, we have more kids in the front here than we ever had at the start of our church, including adults. 
If you want to know what God has done, it humbles me every Sunday. It inspires my faith to just praise and believe again. And there's something intrinsic in the nature of who we are as a movement that believes in releasing young people into the fullness of what God has called them to. In fact, if I was to give it language, I really love this phrase. I would to say, we don't see them as our replacements. They're our reinforcements. You train and have a level of ownership and investment in the discipleship journey of young people on a whole nother way when your life's dependent on how well you equip them for life. And we love young people in the fullness of God that's on their life. And we want to say to this morning that there's no individual dream that's too big for our movement and for this house. The, 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 the call of God on this house is big enough to accommodate the call of God that's on your life. And we want to champion that. We want to foster that. We want to celebrate that. And we take that thing so seriously. It's a precious gift. Uh, and this morning, we just wanted to invite a few people, just a small cross-section. We could have invited anybody. Let's be honest. This house is so stacked full of, if you've been here for more than a minute, uh, you'll know there's so many wonderful people whose uh, faith and testimony would build in this room. But we grabbed a few people that we just knew uh, this morning would really just be able to add something to, uh, to really what we're believing, which is not just a recognition, like Pastor Jono said, of what God has done. But what about the next 15 what could God do? And actually, like, I think about to stand where we are, and I thank God for what he has done, because I'm standing in a move of God. Because there's awareness that where we are already is something that's worth celebrating, that so many people sacrificed and bled, literally, and fought for. And I think, how humbling is it to create a space? You know, most of the young people who stood up here this morning weren't even born. We serve a God that likes to set things up, right? Like he would shift you from a different city. Maybe he shifted you from a different place, a different season in the past. And I think about where we are as a movement now. There's over 25 locations with Equipus Church right across New Zealand. We've got almost as many again right across the world. And I just celebrate and thank God that we got to be part of pioneering something and our part of this little piece of the puzzle here too. Do you know there's been thousands of salvations, literally thousands of salvations through this house? It was Christchurch for the revolution till it was the first time that we packed thousands of people in a stadium and saw 812 kids in one moment put their hand up and make a decision, recorded to say, I want to follow Jesus in one moment. It was our house and it was this city. It was Christchurch that really, we, we look across uh, so many things in, in the history that pioneered something in this city, but it shifted something in our movement to believe for God to go again and to dream bigger and to not just hold back. And I think about those moments, and I'm so humbled by that, but I thought it'd be awesome uh, to take a moment today and really just introduce uh, our team. I'll get them just to maybe tell us who you are, what you do, uh, maybe how long you've been here. Let's do a quick fire round. Kia ora everyone, my name's Natasha. Um, I've been at Equippers here for um, just over a year now. Um, I'm a student at the University of Canterbury studying child and family psychology. Good morning, uh, my name's Caleb. Uh, I've been here for 15 years. Um, and, <laughs> and during the week I test software. Hi, my name's Marie. Um, I'm coming up nine years being making Equipers my home. Um, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, um, I do my son's 
Books, who's an electrician for love. I work in the office with an incredible team. Absolutely love it. And I say it's a privilege to work in the office um, because it's a highlight for me and I have fun. So good. So good. I've got my own. Uh, Christopher Michael French. Um, uh, I've been here for just over 10 years. Um, so, pause for applause. Uh, and and I, I teach. I teach like the high teens in, uh, in school. So, I've been doing that 14 years now. So, it's fun. Hasn't aged a bit, eh? You hear the passion and enthusiasm he still has for it. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, I've. One of the things that I'd love to ask this morning is, is can you just tell us, like, when did Equipus become home for you? I've got a mic, so I'll go. Um, we, we moved, so my wife and I, we moved here when our previous church was just getting a new pastor, and we thought, now's probably a good time to see, what, see what's out there, because we've been in that church for a, a quite a while as well. And um, I was doing a few roles in the church, and I got pretty tired, and so I came here and I sat in the pew, and I loved it. But it never really felt like home for a while. And then my wife, she's a raging extrovert. And so she was going around talking to people left, right, and center. She's like, I love it. It's home. It's so great. I'm like, yeah, go you. Um, and this isn't a plug, although if you do want to serve, there's people you can talk to. But I didn't really feel like this was home until I started serving. Um, I started working on the sound desk, and uh, I sort of started connecting with people there, and, and uh, people started knowing my name. I was one of three Chris's at the time, so um, that was fun. Um, but yeah, it was, it was when I started serving, which was probably about a year in, maybe a little bit longer, that, that I started to feel like, this is home. And when people go, where do you go? I was like, I go to a Coopers. Um, and that, that sort of happened for me. So it took a while, but that was self-inflicted. Um, so, yeah. Um, the previous church that I had belonged to, I was there for 28 years. And uh, a few things had gone on, but in my spirit, I was unsettled. And I thought, what does this mean, God? So I felt the urge to shop around, as they say. It took me six months and couldn't, couldn't plant my feet, couldn't find the right church until a couple said to me, come on, Marie, come to Equippers. And I thought, Equippers? I've never heard of Equippers. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll go. So the very first song, because the church that I'd been going to was very traditional. You didn't dance, you didn't raise your hands. So to come here, the first, I couldn't believe we sang it this morning, the first song was Thankful. And I went, whoa, what's this church all about? Moving and dancing and everything. And anyone should know, people my age need to move. Um, so that was a tick. And I loved it. And it was so loud. But I loved it. <laughs> um, so it took me a wee while to come in. And because I was so active, like Chris was saying in the previous church, doing lots of stuff, I, um, I felt when I came here, I would just sit and I would suck up and enjoy everything. And so I did that for about six months, but my spirit was still feeling uneasy. And again, like Chris, it wasn't until I served that I really felt the joy. And again, it took me a year, um, but I knew this was home because when we did a praise song, I was dancing, I was lifting my hands. And when we did worship, I lost myself, and what was missing in those 28 years was because I was so busy serving, I actually lost my intimacy with God, and Quippers does exactly what their name is, it equips us, and I feel now this is home, and, and I have that intimacy, 
that was missing in my previous church. And I'm so grateful and thankful for Equippers for that. Wow, that's such an amazing moment. I think um, one of the things that we celebrate, and I like to, I like to say this, uh, we're super traditional in our praise and our worship. We're not very modern in terms of, like, you're not going to often see us with our arms, arms crossed and not looking and not engaging in this thing. We go real Old Testament with like sacrificial praise. We actually believe there's something about praising God on the outside, how we feel about Him on the inside. Uh, and I love just watching the kids go for it in the front too, but it challenges me to go, I can't hold back now. Like we've actually got a responsibility to be able to educate, to equip, to train, to disciple a generation of other people in how to praise God, which is, is you know, sacrificially or wholeheartedly. Like if it doesn't give you heartburn, you're doing it wrong. Or you're a lot more fit than I am. So I admire that about you, uh, and I appreciate that. But I think there's something about, you know when you've given him something that's worthy of a sacrifice? Uh, and, and there's something about the nature of our praise that it goes, man, I, I, again, a predecision like we want to be a scent where uh, we've made in our family is, come on, we never want to get too old for the room. Like I don't want to put my preference before what God is doing. And so if, if, if it sounds a little different, and it already does sound quite different in 15 years. It's a long time for music these days. But I go, no, there's a place where we put our preference aside, where I just come with a conviction to say, I'm just going to enter in. And we've had Sundays like recently, right, where all the sound just didn't work. We go, oh, I'm still going to sacrificially praise. I love the mongrel that's in the room. We're here to go, that's not going to stop us from entering in today. There's just this determinedness about us that says, wherever we are, we're going to meet God with whatever we've got. And we've done that with an acoustic guitar. Uh, we've done that sometimes with one light-up speaker that can make a And then sometimes it's with a greater expression of just something that I'm grateful that there's a noise that can sometimes drown out my tones. Um, but it's, it's great. It's a safe space to, to represent something of what God has done in your life through, through how you praise and how you worship. And so I just want to honor the fact that you've engaged in that space too. It's heartwarming for so many generations to, to be able to do that together. What a privilege. Yeah. My friend Caleb. Um, so I came up with the planting team, kind of having found myself planted in the Equippers Dunedin Church and just finding... Yeah, a, a place where, so I was a university student when I started going to the Dunedin Equippers and I just found people who, who were like me, who loved, who loved Jesus, who praised differently to my conservative Anglican background, but we could put that aside because uh, of, uh, of the excitement in the room and the, and, and the genuineness of the people and the relationship. Uh, and so it was... Yeah, it was the people and, and finding, finding friendships and things that caused me want to want to stay. And then when I left university, I needed an excuse to keep doing that. So I joined the team to bring it to Christchurch to keep doing it. So good. They're so good. Um, so a little bit more about me. Um, last year was my first time moving away from home to Christchurch to study um, at the University of Canterbury, do my master's. And um, I had been in Christchurch for a while, going to different churches, but one thing with Equippers that stood out, like as soon as I was welcomed in by the hospitality team, um, just felt really like welcomed. Yeah. yeah, just felt really like, you know, as if like, you know, this is a home, like, you know, you have hospitality, that team, like 
and I'm on that team now, does a really good job of welcoming people and felt welcome, felt like I was seeing the heart of God just in that welcome. I'd been invited by a friend to come. I remember the very first Sunday I was here very clearly. Um, yeah, the first thing that stuck out, that, that, that first feeling of, oh, this feels like home, was that, that, that welcome, that warm, genuine welcome. And then um, it was the sermon, actually. I remember it was called, I think, Grow Younger on Anzac Day. Um, and it spoke directly into a situation I was going through at the time. And just your real sense of Holy Spirit being here. Because anywhere that he is, is home. Because, you know, God is our Father. Yeah, um, so, yeah, just instantly had those two feelings of like, oh, God is in this space. And I'm welcomed in this space. Mm. Um, but it did take a bit of journey. Um, journeying of deciding to choose this to be my home because it feels like home but to make it home I have to make that choice to stay here and plant my own seeds here like I have to put roots um so for that decision um you know I had my lovely friend at the time who was here with me but also just seeing the generations within this room was a big thing for me um I could see that there are people in this room that would challenge me people here who are older than me who can mentor me and that there are also people that who could support me as they walked alongside me. And um, I'm a university student. I walk among people all the time. And I could see that this being a really great space to bring them into. Because not only am I getting this from this community, but they can get it too. Yeah, and so I really decided to make it home when I felt like I could see all these things. And I could see it benefiting me. But also I could see that it could benefit my community as well. So I made the choice to stay. I serve in hospitality. Um, I'm on and um, part of the Equipers Worship as well as I lead an e-group as well. So we're really just, you know, putting my roots here because I see the benefit that there is within this community, that God is here, there is a warm welcome, the heart is here of God, and that um, there's just community, there's unity, there's supporting one another, coming together. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I love the just the thought of how planted are you you know nothing grows unless it's planted and and while we moved a lot um we don't have a pot plant faith or a house that says oh yep we're just going to pick it up and no no we're going to be planted and deeply involved in lives of people who are with us and i like to throw things at people i know we prepared just kind of broadly a couple of directions we might go today but um you watch the eyebrows right this is this is the favorite moment of everybody here but i actually wanted to ask um would you share with us something significant that's happened in your life uh, since your time here in Equipus Church? And while you think about that, you know, I could think, I could, you could go easy, right? And be like, man, like for me, we, Phoebe and I, we weren't even dating. And this year we just celebrated 12 years of marriage. And, um, and you know, th- there's been a significant celebration in that, in that, you know, she still thinks I'm a pretty good dude. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but actually, like, I was thinking about this and even in my own life, and, and you know, I'd never asked a question that you're not willing to answer yourself. So here goes. One of the things that's really been shaped and redefined in my life is the whole area of generosity. And, uh, and actually, just as a side note, we talked about just generations before, but if you are a grandparent in this room, I can't tell you how hard we prayed for you to be here. How long we believe that this would be a place of generations, including the wisdom 
and the weathered faith, which is so attractive and so beautiful and so needed as a sense of fathering or mothering and parenting uh, in this season and what you carry. I just want to honor you for uh, uh, really for standing in a, in a place where we all want to believe to get to, where we would be planted with his life uh, and with his health and where you would put, again, just your, your preference aside until it becomes your preference. I just, I just want to commend you in that space. But if I can share in, in one of the things that's really shifted and shaped, when I talk about generosity, how I see people now has been so shaped uh, and, and so influenced by the culture of just serving closely with other people. As a family, we, before we were kids, we sowed our house deposit twice, um, really just trusting God and, and really what he did in our lives and in our personal worlds uh, was unbelievable in a period of a short few months, but we didn't give it with an expectation of what we would get in that space. We just gave it with a, a willingness to, to, to a provoking uh, but in that space, well, it, it began to open up something that was so much more. God says, okay, it's kind of like the lowest form of stewardship. God sees fun, money that low that he's going to like have us walking around on gold for eternity. Like it's, it's like entry level, right? If you can get that right, other things of more importance begin to follow. And, and really how I love people and, how, and, and the time that I have for other people has, has shifted so much from a place of quite a selfish space uh, into a place where, we're just trusting God to shift something for you too every week. And, and we pray for you every week. We're believing that this is an environment where God would touch you every week, would fuel you, where it would equip you uh, to be able to just move where and take something of that call that's on your life into wherever you are. And I just love how God will just take where, where, whoever walks in the door. And if you just stick around, like we often used to say in other locations, the best thing we ever gave this house was consistency. We just kept turning up, whether we wanted to or not. And, and, you know, like that was the sacrifice for a moment, but we've reaped so much on the other side of that. And in that space of generosity, God has reformed a brokenness of rejection, uh, of isolation. He's, he's surrounded our family with just so many loving people who just uh, really just want to call the, Godness, the, the call of God on our lives out. Uh, in its fullness, and I just want to honor this space for how it shaped our family, really, from that same space of just going, do you know what, I'll just give what I have, I'm just going to give who I am, and so, so really, I'd, I'd love it in that space to just, just to warm you for a moment to think about, um, I'd love it if, you, if you're comfortable just to share what's something significant God has done in your life uh, since you've been here in church, and we don't have to go down the line if somebody has something, but I'll just hand it this way. I'm ready to start us off. Okay, so something significant that's happened um, since joining Equipus um, has been that at um, university, I recently was accepted into a limited entry program to be a psychologist. So I'm a child and family psychologist in training. And so during the process of last year applying for that, and, you know, thankfully, you know, God willingly, I got in, um, that during that process as well, like, I was able to have people in the prayer team pray with me even about that journey and about that process. And even in preparing for the application as well as being in this training program, you know, it's not an easy field to be a psychologist. You need to have stability within yourself and you need to have empathy for people and not let that empathy burn you out. And so when there's been messages, like, that's, a, that's been a pattern for me here at Equippers, you know, so often, like, worship or the sermons will speak into my life or they'll add to the dialogue that I'm already having with God. And so, like, if I'm feeling convicted by something or encouraged by something in 
that's been said or been sung, I'll come to the front and be prayed for. And I've seen that really strengthen me in a way that I can't do on my own. Like, we're, we're all people. We need people. We need community. And so I really felt that I was being supported spiritually as well as, like, in a really physical sense, just people giving empathy back to me in return because I'm giving out so much empathy but receiving the empathy back. And that it's just been a really great safe space to, you know, to be vulnerable with other people and to, you know, just be loved on. Yeah. Um, I've experienced so much in the last in the last years, but um, one thing that comes to mind was I was just in this e-group that God moved in, and it just it was it was powerful to. Um, it got to the point in the e-group that I would take my car to the city mission. And people would just come to e-group. We could just love them. And that's really my heart for this church, that we're not inward-focused, that we're not thinking about ourselves. But we live and we exist for our city. Oh, it's hard to pick one, but one that comes to mind quite vividly is, um, I said the previous church, I didn't have that intimacy, and we went through a really traumatic thing with my granddaughter last year, Had and my biggest fear when we were going through that was, this will break me, I will lose my faith over this, and now that I look back, had I been in that previous church when this incident happened, I would have lost my faith. But because I came here, because I regained that intimacy, when tragedy or something close to your heart happens to you, your faith is tested. And that was my biggest fear. Am I going to lose my faith? But because I had so much support from everybody, it was checking in, are you okay? And anything we can do. It made me want to press more into God knowing I had that support, knowing I had that love. And it got me through. And in fact, I didn't need to fear because God has made my faith stronger through it. But looking back, I needed to leave that church. I needed to be here. And I'm, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that. Um, very similar to Marie, it just, I can't think of a specific time. There's, there's been many, um, so I'll just sort of briefly snapshot. Um, one key moment of significance was, was dropping the kids off at Kids Church and them going, yay, and then we, we walked off. Um, that was amazing. <laughs> and not only that, but when we went and got them, they were like, this is what I learned. And you're like, I, I didn't learn that until I was much older. Um, so that, that was really awesome. Um, it was, it was more of a reflection, another one. So I work in a Christian school, and uh, I was talking to my principal, and he was talking about a time when he got prayed for when he first came into the school, and he said it was really weird because they all put their hands on me, and when they started praying, he was like, they just sort of did this, and he goes, and I just felt like these waves 
over and again. There's only two times in my life I've ever felt God, and that was one of them. And I went, I get that weekly. <laughs> like, in this house, that's just something that I, I, I didn't realize. I just became so acclimatized to it's just that, and that it's not existing in others' lives. And, I, and that made me reflect on just how significant this church is. Um, but there was one real key moment for us. Um, so Lisa and I, we just had one of our kids. That's how key it was. Um, and we were sitting there, and, and they sort of congratulated us. And so because I said, the, the, you know, Chris is a pretty common name. I've got a nickname. Um, and she, she goes, just want to thank Toph and Lisa um, and congratulate them for the, the birth of their child, Lincoln, Theo, <laughs> one of them. Um, and just the fact that she called me by my nickname showed that, I, that she knew me and connected with me and, and I felt seen and, and recognized. And, and that's what I see as well. I mean, I, personally, I'll forget your name, but I won't forget you. <laughs> that's just me being bad with names. But I'll say, I'm like, hey, you. Um, but just, just knowing, um, that sounds really sort of hypocritical, but I'm going to stop talking. So good, so good. I don't know why, but I just remembered um, packing out one Sunday and convincing ourselves, this is, this is so you can tell how much God has done in our lives, that um, McDonald's chips were okay for the Daniel fast. Because <laughs> they were potato with a little bit of salt and a little bit of vegetable oil, and that was it. So we would get like two large packets each after trying not to pass out, lifting stages out. And so God has done a great work in, in, in our lives and continues to uh, shape who we are, and I'm grateful for that. Hey, um, I don't know where that came from, but that's cool. <laughs> One of the things about having a bunch of young adults, uh, naturally, to start with, is we went through this wave season of like maybe 10 weddings in eight months, and most of us invested in shares and briscoes, and um, yeah, it was a good run in a, in a row, and it was really hard for a while to try and do a wedding differently. Um, to other people, and then obviously there's a natural wave of babies as well, but we had a bit of a, um, I guess, uh, it, what turned out to be, what started to look like a hospital pass, but it was a bit of a blessing in disguise in that um, all of our venues literally fell over about 10 days before my wife and I got married, just following this big run of everybody else uh, getting married, and it was a great celebration, and just on the other side of the earthquakes, and I just remember those moments of, of my extended family and friends just coming together, and then and so many of uh, our friends from church here as well, and just is, is like the greatest night of our lives because nobody had, like, because we, we were all still there. But I was just, I was reminded again that we have just a culture that likes to celebrate. We're often the loudest in the room. In fact, we, we cottoned on in all these weddings with a few of us that if you stood by the door that the food came out, you could basically get it all before it went to the rest of the room. And so you'd open the circle up and then you just entrench them and go for it. And it was, um, there's strategies to work every room, but I just want to say that it's a real privilege to be, um, in, in a wise room of, of uh, clever people. I wanted, we'll come back Holy Spirit, that'd be quite good, eh? Um, <laughs> like it's one thing to celebrate what God has done and I think that's so important, you know, like if you look through the Old Testament, God has done that so many times so well. Right through the Bible, he, he just reminds us, he commands us, he gathers people together to go, hey, remember what I've done. Because I don't know about you, but like I tend to leak, like my faith leaks. Like, not just with the blood, but like physically, but, but, but there's something about when God pours his anointing out, 
that it's not actually meant to sit and contain and just stay in, inside of us or on us. Like we're actually designed to share it. And I remember getting my tooth knocked out as a teenager. Um, we were trying to fill this giant uh, barrel of water on school camp and there was holes all through it. There's like 20 kids just springing buckets up from the lake and pouring it and pouring it and pouring it. And it was almost this pointless exercise because there were so many holes that it kept pouring out. And I think sometimes, you know, we've been designed like that bucket where actually we're, we're actually made to leak and to pour out and not to hold to ourselves the testimonies of what God has done. Uh, but this morning we wanted to take a moment and not just look back, but actually recognizing we're, we're already standing in a move of God and begin to dream about what God could do again. And as we look forward and go, and even in the next 15 years, do you know in a moment uh, we're going to get the team up and we're going to just have a space to anoint you, a little bit like Anointing Sunday. We figured it's Pentecost Sunday. What's the worst that could happen, right? But actually just believe that, you know, to stand with you for a moment and say, come on, God, we, we're going to stand as a house not, so you're not just alone. As you look ahead for the next 15 years, what could God do in your life uh, and in this house? Uh, and just as the team kind of quietly sneak their ninja selves up, you watch them with your eyes open this time. It's majestic. I wondered if I could ask you, you know, is there something that you're believing for as you look ahead to the next 15 years? For me, I'd like to own our own church, <laughs> our own building. I'd like to see our congregation triple. I'd like to see our people serving on teams, double or triple. <laughs> um, and lastly, I'd love to see my family saved. Yeah, yeah, so good. yeah um, I should have gone first. <laughs> um, prayer meeting was, was very similar, and, and we were talking about, you know, looking forward. And, and just, again, yeah, a building would be amazing. Um, but, but also just not numbers just so we can fill the seats and feel good about ourselves, but just to be uh, an influence that Equippers is known not for being a big church with a lot of people, but for being a significant church that impacts. Um, and, and I feel that we're already doing that. And as Caleb was saying, like just a church whose walls don't contain us, but that we, we launch from that. And so a building not so that we can go, hey, that's us, but a building so that we can then uh, be, a, be a foundation that we can, we can go forward from that, we can go out from that. Um, so yes, numbers, absolutely. Building, absolutely. But for those purposes of, of kingdom. And that's something that Tico brought in as well, that we are very kingdom focused, that people can find God here and hopefully find a, a home here as well, but that we are kingdom focused and looking outward and, and how we can help and assist others. So uh, just more of the same for me, but just as God scales it up for us, that we will be able to be equipped for that. Hi, see that equipped? Uh, and that we'll have those hands, we'll have the farmers, we'll have the the people out there ready to, to reap that harvest that's already ready for us. So. Um, we got asked when we came to start the church, why does Christchurch need another church? Which was a fair question, because there's a lot of other great churches in Christchurch. Um, but the, we had a sense that there was something specific about what God wanted from us. And... And that doesn't, that doesn't stop in, in any amount of time. You know, that's, that still holds today. Um, there's, God's got a specific plan for, for this church. Um, it's been said already, but I'm so inspired by the fact that a third of our church are the kids. Um, and they're, they're just engaged and involved every week. And they're building friendships and relationships to, to last a lifetime. 
um, I'm inspired by uh, the, the moments we have in worship um, right now that God just seems to have his hand on that when we worship together, something's happening. Uh, the push in, in prayer that we've done just, just this year that we're building um, in ourselves a depth of maturity and relationship with God that goes beyond our own personal needs and, and really kind of looks looks outward and um, and has deep faith to to pray for big scary things mm. and and finally I'm inspired that uh, that we're doing cap as an example of looking beyond our walls um, yeah. we were supposed to have our first cap client visit yesterday uh, which was postponed due to sickness in that family but um, yeah we've got a real opportunity with that to um, come alongside people in Christchurch who really need uh, just help and physical, um, yeah, people and relationship and things. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited that uh, I think that's going to be a real uh, access point for our church, um, for us to go and meet and serve our city. Um, echoing what these guys have said, a lot of excitement felt on my end as well. Like, I'm relatively new to this church compared to the other panelists here, and already, like, from the get-go, I see there's such a strong foundation here. You know, we have great teaching, there's great theology, and not just from, like, the pulpit, but in the room as well, from what people are learning, at, whether it be Bible college or whether it be in their e-group, like, there's such a strong foundation of knowing the Word of God, and and also, as I said, like one, things that drew, one of the things that drew me here was the heart of people. And I think I've heard it just echoed again and again through the people here, including you, on this panel. And that something I'm really excited about is I'm believing 100% yes, God's going to fill the room. He's going to, you know, um, bring people to more people in serving and that we'll reach out to the community. But I'm really excited for what Holy Spirit's going to do in this space because His Spirit is here and all the fruits, you know, I'm seeing a lot of love here on the stage and the audience as well. A lot of selflessness. We just opened that debt center. Like, I see all these fruits here. And so when Holy Spirit moves, I'm just picturing people being able to point it straight to God because there's hearts behind it. So whether that be prophecy or healing, you know, it's coming from a loving God, a God that's real and a God that's living and not just in the space, like, but in the hearts of people, something that someone that you can actually touch and see and speak to. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for that and hearing the testimonies that come from that. That's so good. It's so, so awesome. So, um, sometimes if you just take a moment to look around the room, you remember again how God has just gathered so many incredible people from so many different backgrounds and walks of life with their own experiences and and there's something about when we come together uh, here and, and just for whatever period of time that you invest in a planted in this house and this is home for you, uh, God can shape stuff in your life and use you to help equip and shape other people. And, you know, we hear often about how hurt people hurt people. But I want to say today that equipped people can equip people, mm. uh, that people filled and fueled uh, can fill and fuel, that those who have been restored can help restore people that healed people heal people. 
do you know what, what has been used on the negative so often actually God can turn around and use for the opposite or for his glory and, and for whatever background God has and wherever situation you find yourself in. Uh, even in this season, do you know, being part of this house doesn't mean that you go without pain. I'd love to say that it did. It doesn't mean that you don't go through challenges and through difficulty. Uh, but one thing it does mean is you don't have to go through alone. You're only as alone as you choose to be. And there's an invitation in this house and amongst our family where we shoulder these things together. And I'd like to say to people sometimes that I can outlift you. It's not physically true based on the stature of 75 kilos of pure New Zealand beef uh, versus some more well-built men. But, you know, the difference is that I don't lift alone. Right? Where you may lift your, as many chairs or stools as you can by yourself or stages or things in church or whatever it is that you're carrying by yourself. But if I invited you all to just stand up and if we could, without damaging the school, pick up a chair each. You know, there's something about the power of a corporate lift that means that you don't have to carry stuff by yourself. And really this morning, I, I just want to invite in amongst our prayer team made up of so many wonderful people. Uh, also, if you, if you join with us and stand in the gap, why don't you just make your way forward if you're part of that team. Just We're going to have a song in a second where uh, we've got one song and it's just for one moment. It's not going to be a long prayer, but we're going to just trust that what God lands in this place is a reminder of the fact that you're not alone. I'd invite you to, why don't you just stand in this place for a moment, and just as the worship team are about to lead us into that place, do you know, I'm inspired every week, speaking of, uh, just what it, what, it, what it does to my spirit when our ministry team walk down the hallway again, uh, and we just meet before the service and dream about what God wants to do in this space, and there's such a weight uh, of preparation uh, that goes into this outside of the week that, that just adds to the room, but one of the things we believe is ministry in the hands of every believer. And that includes you and me too. That includes all of us. And so this morning, again, just a cross-section of, of church just lined up with such wonderful people. We're going to lay hands and we're believing this morning for the next 15 years. For whatever mountains you may face and have to climb, that you don't have to do it alone. For whatever situation you find yourself pushing through that we don't even know about yet, potentially. I believe that this is a house where we'll see marriages restored where young people will be able to drag mom and dad into this space and the inheritance on generations as their family looks completely different just because they stuck around. You know, CAP is an opportunity where we believe that we're not just going to reach a physical need, but we're actually going to shift an inheritance for generations to come. There's a spiritual inheritance after we meet a very practical and physical need where we're launching something and we're not launching it alone. But again, this is a space where I just invite you just as a team begin to worship in this place. Please don't wait. We ain't got much time. There's only one song. But we want to stand with you this morning. We want to anoint you. We're believing that God will equip you for whatever it is that He's called you to face and conquer. And maybe if you face a few giants, just be reminded by the fact that He's equipped you to face some giants. That you're big enough. That the God in you is big enough. Come on, this morning, I pray that something of the reality of heaven would be released on your life. This morning, we prophesy that heaven would come again, that we would be a conduit that would touch what God is about to do in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.